This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. It is October of 2022. And for whatever reason, I have not yet come out with a my favorite movie villains list uh, in all the podcast episodes I've done on this so far. So I just thought now is just the right moment, just the right time, just the right universal thing for my favorite movie villains to come out now at this time. So with that said, my movie my movie villains start from 1967. 1967 start all the way through to 2022. So, let's start let's 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 roll with the wind and the punches. Uh, punches and wind. I don't know. Anyway, here we go. So starting for 1967, in the James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice, my first of favorite movie villains is Donald Pleasant's physical version of Blofeld from You Only Live Twice. You know, that's the one with the volcano and all that Japanese stuff going on. My first of favorite favorite movie villains is Donald Pleasant's version of Blofeld from You Only Live Twice. All right, coming up next. 1968. 1968. Although I haven't really watched this movie in its entirety, everyone has seen the little clips, bits and pieces of HAL 9000, talking with the scientist. So now my next here favorite movie villain after Donald Pleasant's version of Blofeld is the HAL 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Coming now for our third villain. And I believe this will be the first of five female villains on my list of chosen choices of favorite movie villains. This will be my first of five... Yes, the first of five female villains of this list. In 1975... Nurse Ratchet, Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's the one where F- Jack Nicholson, and she was very evil. Miss Nurse Ratchet is the first female on this list. Was very evil, evil, and quite, quite disturbing. So that makes that's the first one, uh, third rather, and the first female. So we got Donald Pleasant's version of Blofeld on We Only Live Twice. Hell 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey and Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo! Alright, and now, in parentheses, 1977 to 1983. If you know that parentheses of years, you'll know that this choice now is Darth Vader. Darth Vader of the original trilogy, not the prequels. Not the Disney 2010s, the original trilogy from night from May 1977 to May 1983. Darth Vader of the original trilogy is my next on this list. You know, in that Dave, in that you know, his the mask he has and the. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh. Coming in now after Darth Vader is. After Darth Vader is 
Anyway, that was my impression of the theme from uh, John Carpenter's theme from the classic. 1978 Halloween. Mike Michael Myers comes out next after Darth Vader. We got Michael Myers coming up next. We're out of the 60s and 70s, and now we're in the 1980s, in which my first choice of the 80s will be. Drum roll, please. William Zapka. William Zapka as Johnny in the original first 1984, The Karate Kid. William Zapka as Johnny. And the reason being, because you really got to see a different side of him in his updated adult version in the visual program spin-off like program show Cobra Kai. The adult Cobra Kai Johnny is in some ways different than his teenage counterpart of him being older. So in the first of uh, 80s ones, William Zalka as Johnny in the original Karate Kid, reason being Cobra Kai showing the different side of him. All right, that's pretty much it for that reason why. Next in the 80s, I'll have... The 1984 version of... Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street. And if you haven't already done so, go onto my Rumble page and you'll hear about my the story behind a, a childhood nap. I, it's one of my better videos, the videos that did well. So it kind of comes to peace with what I'm talking about right now with 84 version of Freddy Krueger. So check out um, a scary childhood nap page video on my Rumble of videos. Thank you. All right. The, after the first two '80s ones was um, uh, Johnny, Johnny from Karate Kid, William Zakas Johnny, and then the 1984 version of Freddy Krueger of a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The next choice I've chosen, decided for my favorite movie villains, which is just coming out just now, over three years and over 600 episodes in the making. Next choice for the '80s is I'll <clears throat> I'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Man, this is like a horror-type horror, horror type movie, the way this was, uh, in many ways. Yes, this is, the, this, is the, this is the character part that I'm sure Arnold would be most known for, more than any of his other character parts. So I have to list the Terminator, of course, now as my third 80s choice of villain, movie villains. With that said, coming in next, in 1985 is... Dun, 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 dun,
Thomas F. Wilson. Thomas F. Wilson as Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future trilogy in all three movies. He was definitely the villain of all three movies, the different time periods. Had the list. William William F. Wilson as Biff Tannen in the Back to the Future movie and, of course, trilogy. Back to the Future movie and trilogy. Coming up next... Ivan Drago, Ivan Drago, as the Russian villain against uh, Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Balboa in Rocky IV, also like uh, the Back to the Future one in 1985. So so bad that he killed one of his best friends, soon to be friends. Even Drago, Rocky IV, comes in for that reason. Coming up next is Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet in. Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet in Spaceballs. And yes, George Lucas did give did give Mel Mel Brooks permission to do that, which I thought was neat and interesting trivia about that. So we got Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet. Uh real quick again, what we have so far from 1967, Donald Pleasance as the Don, the Donald Pleasant's version of Blofeld, seeing, seeing and hearing Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. Hal 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey. North Ratchet from, first the female on the list. Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Dark Vader of the original trilogy, 877 to 83. Michael Myers from the original 1978 Halloween. William Zaka as Johnny in the original Karate Kid. The 1984 version of Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800 as the Terminator Evil. <sighs> the Biff Tanner from Back to the Future, uh, even Drago in Rocky IV, and now Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet in Spaceballs. And now we have two more movies from the 80s to talk about. In being just being in the early 40s in one of his first major roles as the one of one of the most highlighted um, favorite villains for many for all time, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman as Hans Hans Gruber in the original classic action Die Hard. And now for my last of the 80s appearances of my favorite movie villains is... Da-na-da-da! 
Robert David, Robert David, who is also in Goonies and other movies, much other movies as well. Robert David as Franz Sanchez, as Franz Sanchez in License to Kill. That very violent Bond movie, even though I don't like how violent it is, Robert Davi as Frank Chester was a very uh, engaging, watchable villain. Especially when he had that little animal iguana type thing on his shoulders or whatever that thing was. And that concludes our favorite movies from the 80s list. And now we're getting into 1990 where my physical presence choice is, I think it was a different voice. It was a different voice, I think. But the physical presence of, the physical presence of... Woo! Dun 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 dun. 9.95. James Satio. James S A I T O. James Satio as the physical presence of the Shredder. One of my favorite child, my favorite movies of all time, especially from childhood. I got to re see it on the big screen, I think, in 2020 when nobody was going to the movies. They had a special appearance of it to go back to see. And that is one of the most awesome, terrific. And really, really choose your adjective of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. How they choose the physical presence, James Sato, physical presence of the Shredder. Coming in and also in 1990 to go along with the night of a night after James Sato, physical presence of the Shredder is... Harry and Marv of the original Home Alone in my second 1990 pick. Harry and Marv in the original Home Alone. Coming in now in my only one from 1991, we have... You're probably guessing right, it is. Robert, <clears throat> Robert Patrick, Robert Patrick, Robert Patrick as the T-1000, the liquid one, Robert Patrick as the T-1000 in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. The, the action in this movie is very well done, and the special effects that James Cameron did for this 1991 movie is still better special effects than many movies of the 21st century. 
how, and this was a movie from over 30 years ago, and the special effects, so much even better to move than special effects and things here in the now 21st century. Very, very well done. Mannerisms, uh, lethalness that the skinny rubber Patrick of the 2000 is against the now good, good chosen version of uh, the Terminator uh, in uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. One of the best action movies of all time, one of the best sci-fi movies of all time, and just one of the best movies of all time, period, no matter what. Coming, coming up next, after Robert Patrick as a T-1000, is my second female of the list from 1992, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle, Catwoman. This is a lot of people's favorite Catwoman and I can see why for so many reasons. And of course, at the end of the movie, she does her revenge against Christopher Walken's Max Shrek. And has a very good, very well done chemistry between Michael Keaton's Batman and Bruce Wayne. Alright, and now after um, uh, 90s of James Sainto as the physical president of Shredder, Harry and Moore from the original Home Alone. Uh, Robert Patrick, of course, is the T-1000. Of course, I, I probably rank him even higher than he was on the list, but this was just done by date-wise, so not, not by ranking-wise. But yeah, definitely, definitely for sure, Robert Patrick as the T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And next we have <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer, she had a movie come out in 1995 called Dangerous Minds, in which the song by Coolio, Rest in Peace Coolio, Gangster's Paradise was done and said in that movie as part of the soundtrack. And she was the star teacher in that movie. So if you haven't done so already, please go to my podcast section and listen to my my version of Gangster's Paradise. Rest in peace, Coolio. Gangster's Paradise. All right. Right next. Next. We got 1995. After a long 10 year, after a long six year, six, six year break. And this will also have the third female on this list, but also a male villain as well. We have Sean Bean. Sean Bean as Alec Trevelyan, 006, was once Pierce Brosnan James Bond friend for many years, but eventually decided to become on the bad evil side as the villain and the person that Pierce Brosnan's Bond has to go against from the middle to the end of the movie. And the way, I uh, like the fake deck, de- death scene in the opening action sequence, which for anybody first seeing it, you'll know what I mean, uh, because you've probably already seen it already. 1995, Sean Bean as Alec Trevelyan, 006, once Bond friends, but then a villain, and along in the same movie. For the third female on this list, we have, from the, ne- mm, yes, from the Netherlands originally, Famke Jensen as, Famke Jensen as Xenia on a top. On a top? On a top. She uses her... She loses her, uses her sensuality to kill to kill that uh, military person. Uh, she uses uses her thighs, and she got an orgasm out of killing people in the r- same room that the uh, the good good Bond woman was at. And uh, yeah, 
Famke Jensen by many. Famke Jensen as Xenia Onetop will, I'm sure, be on other people's lists as well as their favorite movie villains. And, uh, yes, she was something to watch out for and, uh, and an experience, one of a kind of a, 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 a villain thing to, to see and have be. Coming up next... In parentheses, 1997 to in the Austin Powers trilogy, hopefully one day there'll be a fourth movie. In the Austin Powers trilogy, Mike Myers as Dr. Evil. I didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. Shit. <laughs> yes, Dr. Evil. Uh, can never get enough of that. Mike Myers is Dr. Evil. Thank you. And that was the first page of notes. Just to make sure I didn't forget anybody on this first page before we move on to my latter dates of my favorite movie villains. All right, I got those years and names out, all those titles. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Okay, I said everybody. I said everybody so far from 67 to 97. So we're going to turn over here. And then I have a list of 1999 through 2022 selections of my own personal favorite, favorite movie villains of all time. So we're now we're going to segue to a quick commercial break, and then I'll give out the rest of my list. So here we go. If you haven't heard about, if, <clears throat> if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me explain. Basically, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. With everything you need, all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. I personally have been enjoying creating original and memorable, and memorable podcasts, which are listened to in over 50 different countries. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor application or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad that you did. And we are back with me talking about my top favorite, favorite movie villains of all time, which is just coming out just now in October 22. Uh, it's better late than never, I'd say. And now for the 1999 selection and on my fourth of female villains. 
Janan Janan Janana Janta Janana Janan Janana Janana Janta Janana 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 The world is not enough The world is not enough We got Sophie Marcel Monsieur how do you pronounce her last name Sophie Marcel as Electra King and t- the world is not enough. The third Pierce Brosnan movie, and it's really interesting um, to watch at the end when she uses this torture device on Pierce Brosnan's Bond. And the only way he was able to get out of it was the Russian gangster guy from the first movie, his first movie, Goldeneye, comes from Goldeneye, comes back, and world is not enough. And just to keep this current, the guy that played the Russian guy in Goldeneye and the world is not enough. Uh, who's also, a, for most Harry Potter fans, I would say, is in the Harry po- some of the Harry Potter movies. He recently passed away, rest in peace, to the guy that played the Russian gangster guy in GoldenEye and The World is Not Enough. Um, for anybody that's not a Bond fan, you'll know him from the uh, Harry Potter thing, just to keep this current. But the female, for my fourth female villain choice, Sophie Marceau as Electra King, and rest in peace to... Uh, the Russian character guy. Alright, moving on. Also in 1999... We got Hugo Weaving, Hugo, 1999, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith in The Matrix. And I would also like to include him in 2003's first of the sequels, The Matrix, May 2003's The Matrix Reloaded. So Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith in both The Matrix and The Matrix Reloaded. Not so much revolution, not so much revolutions, not so much revolutions, and to me... That fourth one, Resurrections, did not even come out at all, ever. Oh, Resurrections, what a, what a mess. Alright, next. In 2001. Alright, this is for... Um, Alright, 2001, we got someone, an actor that's mostly in uh, good guy, good guy, hero, pro- protagonist type roles. But in this rare case of a movie, he actually plays somewhat of a bad guy as opposed to always good guy, hero type roles. So I had to choose for this. Denzel Washington. Yes, Denzel Washington as Alonzo in Training Day. Now, this is not a movie. This is not a movie that I saw its entirety. But from the few clips I did see, the few parts I did see, Denzel Washington as Alonzo in Training in Training Day is so bad compared to any other role he played, which is mostly good. So in Den, I, may, may, I don't know, I forget. I'm not sure how he was in um Michael Max in the early '90s, but for this I have 2001. I think it won him some sort of a role, uh, award role, uh, a thing of nature of some kind. Um, but yeah, Denzel Washington as Alonzo in Training Day. A way, a part of Denzel Washington that you mostly haven't seen in any other movie. Coming up next, we have another hero, hero, good guy type role that mo- this actor is mostly in. But for this movie, acting against type. So first we have almost Denzel Washington going against type as Alonzo in Training Day. But now here in 2004, also kind of going against type for this one. His only one really for sure, known for sure, villainy bad type role. Tom Cruise as 
Vincent. Tom Cruise as Vincent in Collateral. So I thought it was, yeah, very important that we had Denzel Washington as Alonzo in Training Day and Tom Cruise as Vincent in Collateral in their rare type, baddish, not hero good type roles. Coming up next in 2005, we have Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, or however you say that, in Batman Begins. Well, the first thing I want to say about this is, up until this time in live action, we didn't really get to see a live action Ra's al Ghul, only in the animated series. So, yeah, only in the animated series in the comics. So, and just Liam Neeson being Liam Neeson, I thought he played his role as Ra's al Ghul very well. Of course, he was Ducard in the beginning of the movie, but then we saw later on that he's actually Ra's al Ghul. So I have to choose Liam Neeson as a bad guy role when again he also is in a lot of good stuff as well i would say or so more or less all right coming in next 2006 i got two 2006s for in the first of 2006 rest in peace to the villain role of philip seymour hoffman philip Seymour Hoffman as Owen Davison. Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman as Owen Davison in Mission Impossible 3. Okay, um, yeah, this for many people, he's one of the top highest of the, all the villains in Mission Impossible franchise series because most of the villains there are not very good. But I will mention another villain in Mission Impossible later on. So look out for that. But for my first Mission Impossible villain, I have Philip Seymour Hoffman as Owen Davison, probably the top top spot for most people of Mission Impossible villains, what you say, in Mission Impossible 3. Coming in next, in the next 2006 selection, I have Mads Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen as Le Chiffre in Casino Royale. I like that he, he always had to worry about uh, being uh, being on the tail of people that wanted money or going after him for not him not doing what he has to do. And, you know, the weeping of the eye blood things and all. So, did a very good thing there with Mads Mikkelsen as Le Chief in Casino Royale. Now I have the one and only 2008 villain selection. Uh, it's in the same, fr- it's in the same kind of franchise series with Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, in a way, more or less, but they're kind of different directors, but, you know, more or less, what we're all talking about here. This list cannot be without saying Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight. And you can catch me performing Joker quotes in the October 2021 section of my Rumble videos. If you'd like to hear me do 18 minutes of me performing Joker quotes, check it out. Other people liked it. Now check it out for yourself. And don't forget to follow all my Rumble videos on your phone so you'll never miss when I do a, a hobby video up Rumble video load. Because I'm an audio-only radio show host. Like you're on the radio. You can be heard. You can be heard, but you don't want to be seen. For whatever reason, I do better in audio-only radio podcasts than in videos. It is what it is. One is high and one is low. All the rest will be as it is. Okay. Podcast, audio on the radio host? Yes. Videos? Mm. Okay. Uh, so after the Heath Ledger's The Joker in 2009, I have Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz as Colonel Hans Landa in Inglorious Bastards, which also has features a cameo by Mike Myers. And unfortunately, Christoph Waltz did not have a better performance 
as a Bond villain later on. He was kind of it was kind of sad to see that they didn't do much with him. But at least with Colin Hans Landa and Glorious Bastards, that is a performance similar to Heath Ledger's that soon will not, will not be forgotten on how they both perform their roles. Heath Ledger's Joker and Christoph Waltz as Hans Landa in 2008 and 2009's Dark Knight, The Dark Knight and Inglorious Bastards, respectfully. We're almost done on this list. I just have uh, 2012 through 2022 chosen favorite movie villains. In 2012, I decided on... Well, the first of 2012, I decided on Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio as... Calvin Candy in Django Unchained. The way they he really broke his hands in that and that scene with uh, um, something Washington female and what have you and that whole scene in there. Uh, yeah, in his movie presence role, Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin Candy in Django Unchained for, for, for villain roles. A little bit off topic, but for personal things, that's pretty cool that he's gets to date a lot of women in their early 20s. And guys could learn a lot from that thing in a personal way. But yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Calvin Candy, Django Unchained. Also in 2012, we have Javier Bardem. Uh, Javier, uh, Javier, Javier. Javier, Javier Bardem, Javier Bardem, Javier Bardem as Silva in Skyfall. I now this, this is not going to be everybody's favorite, but maybe more people would have maybe say uh, Mads Mikkelsen as the Chief Moore or some other Bond villain. But in uh, Skyfall, my, I, at least to me, uh, Silva played a um, very engaging, watchable villain in, as Silva in Skyfall, the James twenty third James Bond movie. Javier, uh, Javier Bardem, and you can catch me. Private, you can catch me performing Javier Bardem's opening monologue in Skyfall. His opening mon- monologue in Skyfall in the December December two thousand twenty one section of my podcasts. And now we're gonna skip twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen and go right into twenty eighteen because I couldn't have any. I couldn't think of any villains between twelve and eighteen. So for two thousand eighteen. Alright, so, back as a Mission Impossible villain, for many people, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Mission Impossible 3 being uh, the best. I also want to make it as noted, the second time appearance, yes, the second time appearance as Sean Harris, of the second time appearance of Sean Harris as Solomon Lane in Mission Impossible 6, Mission Impossible Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout, Mission Impossible 6, um... I didn't. T- the reason I, I put him as this Mission Impossible villain choice is, I didn't really care or have anything feeling really of how he was Solomon Lane in Mission Impossible Five: Rogue Nation in 2015. Didn't really come think he was that much there with what he did, but with his combat fighting against uh, Ilsa and. Benji in the end of Mission Impossible 6 Fallout in the whole climactic scene. He really, really, his combat and fighting against them looked more lethal, more against powerfulness than however he was portrayed previously in Rogue Nation. The way that's, uh, yes, Sean, maybe whatever, the maybe it's a body double, whatever, but the way at least the character of with Sean Harris as Solomon Lane fighting the two good guys at the end of Mission Impossible Fallout shows that it's different and could do even more than how he was in, um, than how he was in Rogue Nation previously. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 to come out next July. 
But we all gotta wait and get through one one day, week, month at a time. You know, it's all we can do. And now, uh, uh, now for two, also for 2018, after the second appearance of Sean Harris and Solomon Lane, admission impossible fallout is. Well, listen. Here's how I'll say this one. I'm not really a Marvel fan, what have you. I mean, I, I, I but I do like, I do like the the Ryan Ryan Reynolds uh, Deadpool version of 2016 onwards of how he's Deadpool. So, for this, I list. Even though I'm not a big Marvel fan for any other really type Marvel type things, Marvel projects and series, I have Josh Brolin. How Josh Brolin was as Thanos. Josh Brolin as Thanos in Avengers Infinity 2018. Josh Brolin as Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. The way he voiced that role and the what he did, even though he was like a animated thing with that or what have you. However, that CGI stuff is. I got Josh Brolin as Thanos in Avengers Affinity War. And also that same year for Deadpool to make fun with as Cable in Deadpool 2. So we got Thanos in Avengers Affinity War and Cable in Deadpool 2. That just leaves our last and final of my written list of favorite movie villains in 2022 with the... With the version in 2022, March, March 2002, with the version, the version of the Penguin portrayed by an unrecognizable Colin Farrell, the version of the Penguin played by the unrecognizable Colin Farrell, the way he acts with all that makeup and stuff put on him, and to me, he had a more personality and things to watch, what have you, as a version of the Penguin. This new new updated version of the Penguin. I did not I did not did not like Danny DeVito. Did not like Danny DeVito's version of Returns. But yeah, I do like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle Catwoman. And I'm sure a lot of other people do in their top Catwoman as well. But yeah, for my 2022 movie villain choice, I'm gonna go with the version of the Penguin played by an unrecognizable but really good performance and physical presence of Colin Farrell. And there really wasn't a villain. There really wasn't a physical, no known physical or titled villain in um, Top Gun Two Maverick. So, uh, yeah, after yeah after twenty eighteen, those things picks in twenty eighteen. It's two thousand twenty two Penguin by Colin Farrell, a version of Penguin. So, and these are my personal, my favorite movie villains. And it had five theme. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't believe I skipped one. Okay, I. I <laughs> Okay, if you've made it, th- if you've made it this far into the podcast about this, I forgot the fifth movie villain, and I cannot sign out without actually saying that. I'm glad I caught myself before stopping this podcast. I want to say, after Sophie Marcel as Electric, in- after Mar- Sophie Marcel as Electric King, and you know, the, the the world is not enough. And uh, after Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith in The Matrix, and after. Denzel Washington as Alonzo in 2002 in 2002 my fifth and final I can't believe I almost forgot this thank you for thank you for uh, scanning and not forgetting stuff because I would I don't know what I would do to myself if I forgot I guess it maybe put it in the description box or something but foundable before ending 
my fifth and final female villain from 2002 in the 20th official movie in the James Bond film franchise and on the 40th anniversary, my fifth and final favorite movie female villain is... And just to remind you, my first four are 1975's Nurse Nurse Hat Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Number two is Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle Catwoman. Number three, Famke Jensen as Xenia on a top, on a top, on a top. And number four as Sophie Marceau. My fifth and my thank you. My fifth and final fifth and final female movie villain is Rosamund Pike. Rosamond Pike as Miranda Frost. Yes, Miranda Frost in Dad, Die Another Day, 20th Bond movie, 40th anniversary. I really, that movie had a lot wrong with it. But Rosamond Pike, Rosamond Pike as Miranda Frost was definitely something of a few things right and great about it. Very neat, very, very cool, very, very Choose, choose your adjective. And I will be talking to, about a little bit more about her soon in November podcasting videos. So watch out for those. My fifth, oh, we're already 40 minutes in. I just had to make sure I not forget that fifth and final villain, female villain in the list. So if you made it this far, you did finally get to hear the fifth female vil- villain choice, Rosamond Pike as Miranda Frost. This is going to be my longest podcast of today, the fir- of four. Uh, I got a much shorter one coming up. It's just a little song, a uh, little background about the song. I first heard it at a karaoke night uh, that um, one of the guys sings it there because of the passing of his um, of his brother. So rest in peace to his brother who's no longer with us. And so to conclude and end of the four of the five pod for the pod for the podcast today, we have a short little two minute song. Yeah, two or three minute. Yeah, two minute song coming up to have my four podcasts out today for you guys. Uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, uh, let me know if you want to be part of any future projects and I'll get you to make my po- business even better. Can't wait to get more people involved, even though I'm probably downloaded and viewed more when I'm by my, for whatever reason by myself than with others. It is what it is. But yeah, this has been my favorite movie villains. I hope you enjoyed this or it's probably the most entertaining with getting to the themes and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're gonna conclude now with that last so- with that song from Karaoke Night, and uh, God willing, God willing, I have some very, very uh, special and long in the waiting podcasts out for you in the beginning of next week. But let's not, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. One minute, hour, day, week, month, year at a time. But yeah, support your local movie theater. Because with streaming, the movie theaters might not exist in the future. We want to have movies going into the decade of the 2030s because streaming is just not the same. I had to add that movie theater thing at the end here since this one's all about my favorite movie villains. But with all that said, what are in my system and a closeout line? Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance 
and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. Signing out! Signing out.